0: For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's um, Sunday. Uh, It's been over a week since my operation. I had open heart surgery last Thursday, a week ago from Thursday. So that's why I'm talking uh, a little more. Gently, I suppose, and my wife is pushing me, believe it or not, to say something for a podcast. I'm not sure exactly why, but she must think that this will be therapeutic or something like that. I don't think that's true, but anyway, um, I'll say, uh, if, as you see, I'm very weak, and I, I'm not even allowed to pick up a book. So, I'll undertake to share a vorto in the parsha. Uh, not long um to satisfy her and 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 some of the others that wanted to hear hear something you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm still pretty out of it but uh I wanna dedicate this uh de to parsha uh which was a Shemot andiro uh they're all the same thing you know that um to two people that helped me out a lot. It's uh, a week ago in the hospital and getting me back and forth there because I live in Baltimore and the operation was in D.C. One is uh, Ed Hoffman, my good friend, who spent Shabbos with me, which is uh, no joke. It's like being Shabbos in the Philippines. And he had to help me in all kinds of situations I will not describe. And I was in pretty bad shape. Um because he just had a heart surgery on Thursday, you know. And so I'm very grateful to him. This is in tribute, uh, a way of saying thank you for all that he did. That's the real mitzvah, you know, Ben Amal Havero. And the other one is Ira Friedman, who drove me back and forth. So I to schlep to Washington, the hospital on the back, and so forth. And he really took off time from work and all that. He's a very special person also. So this is by way of paying the... Uh, a little bit of a karsatof for the uh, kindness that they showed me when I was at really down and out. I'm now back home, Baruch Hashem, but it's a long haul. And I'll get right down to business because I don't have too much kayak. The, um I came home last Monday, which is four days after the operation. And you, know, you just sit here all day long and you know, can't do much. And, um, so I had plenty of time to hence so I did the shine maker at Targum. And, you know, a little, I mean, uh, over a couple of days, I'm really very weak. And it was Pasha Schmose. And sometimes, I noticed something that I didn't notice before. I'm going to call your attention, and when I saw it, I highlighted it. And I don't know if the Mepharsham speak about it, or not. I can't pick about a. I don't remember him talking about it, but... Uh, I'll just show you what what noticed to me. So this is the story where... Um, and I'm not going to do it justice. But, you know, the perfect is the enemy of the good, as the Germans say. So let me simply say that if you look in at Right, 315 and 316. And... Hashem was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu and saying, Go tell the Jews, Hey You know, they'll ask me what your name is, Moshe says. And God says, Don't fordray me a cup, and he forgives him a cup anyway. And finally, Moshe, listen closely to the words. <speaking in Hebrew> So he said, go tell the Jewish people that a certain deity, which they probably didn't know much about because they have fallen into Memptesh uh, So go tell them, Hashem El Avoseichem Elohei Avraham Elohei Yitzhak Elohei Yaakov. That's who's sending me. But then the next Pesach is, Leich V'yosav and tell the elders of Israel, Hashem Elokei Avoseichem Nehro Elay Elohei Avram Yaakov. Lay more. I don't know if you noticed, if I had my strength I'd be able to say it more dramatically, I guess but in these two verses are juxtaposed Pasuk 15 Pasuk 16 and in Pasuk 15 he says there's three different gods mentioned there, so to, so to speak to Avramel, And in the second Puzzle, where he's addressing the elders, he says, Elohei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. He doesn't say Elohei Avraham, Elohei Yitzchak, Elohei Yaakov. Okay? So, as far as I can tell, I don't think I even noticed this before. Okay? And, did you ever notice that? Uh, I don't think I noticed that. So, why is in one place Elohei this, Elohei that, and Elohei that? And in the second time, it's Elohei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov you just use the word LK one time and you apply for Al Mitzvah Yaakov. So, without being fancy, uh, but on the other hand, being real, because remember, this is Moses introducing the idea of, of God to the Jewish people. A um, person says, I believe in God, but they don't know what that means, you know. Maybe he's thinking of a big frog. I mean, you know, just to say you believe in God without defining the term is not so pashat. You know, so, uh, and as you know as well as I do, that is what becomes what we see in Shemun Esri. Oh, hey, we Oh, Abraham. You talk about You don't say, oh, hey, we have a senior. Oh, hey, Yaakov. That's just interesting. So, it seems to me, in my weakened state, that, um, He's talking about two sides of, of human understanding of God. One of which is individualistic, and the other one is, is, is not. Um, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov are three different people. Listen closely what I'm about to say. It is not possible for any two human beings to experience God in the same way. That's interesting, what I just said. You understand? You say, why not? Because... Whatever I see or perceive, I filter through my personal experiences. Uh, if you've ever given a speech to a rabbi or anything like this, sometimes you can say something very dumb and stupid, and the person says, that was Givaldic. Why? Oh, you were talking straight to me. I wasn't talking straight to that guy. But where he was in life, and based on his challenges and the uh, things that he was going through, he heard those words and immediately said, oh, he must have... Me in mind in this and this way. Even though, objectively speaking, as the speaker, I can assure you I did not. So, that happens all the time. Matter of fact, one of the big problems we have is communication and miscommunication. I say one thing and you take it another way. That's how most dates between boys and girls grew up. He said this and she thought he meant that, or vice versa. You know, and then you got to call the shotgun and you got to say, no, he said this, but he really meant that. He didn't mean what you, what you took him to me. You understand? So, um uh you know, imagine a guy's like this. I like uh, red belts. I don't know. And the girl had some terrible experience a previous date with a red belt. So she took it like an insult. How's he supposed to know? You know what I mean? How's he supposed to know? So there's that aspect. When God appeared to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, or whoever else, is always a unique experience meaning each one experience is different It's not possible for any people to have the same because at the end of the day the prophetic experience is one in which it has to be filtered through the through the person's personality. You saying that's why I shan't pick Moshe and pick someone else. He said, I want you with your personality The whole story, the story of burning bushes and Moshe says I don't want to go and God said but I require someone with your personality you were a prince in Egypt, you're from Guy. now, you had this experience and that experience, you know, you understand this about the world, I don't know, you know, stuff like that. Um, So there's that side of it. And therefore, Elohim, when he talks to the Jewish people, he says that, you know, there's this God out there, but it's not easy for me to describe, because Avram experienced it in one way, and Yitzhak experienced it in another way, and Yaakov in a third way, even though they are all Talking about the same part, they were, but they didn't have it in exactly the same way. You understand? Avram, think about what I'm listening to what I'm about to tell you. Take a guy like Abraham, he's a BT, his father was uh, sold idols. Now, contrast that with Yaakov FFB. You see what I'm saying? FFB. Now, that's a different experience, they're both from in their own way. But Avram is going to, you know, is I don't want to over-cliché it, but Elohe Avram is going to be the experience that Abol has, as it were. Um, and, whew, uh, matter of fact, I just pulled up something online. It's hard for me to do this, looking at the Nitzif, He says, Elohe Avram, mm-hmm. B'derech Nala, Mi'ucheditz L'Avram, Milcham Al-Rodfav that, uh, you know, God's special relationship was in terms of the war with the four kings and the five. Elohim Yitzhak the-Netzir says, I don't know what that means, I'm too weak. But Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov were three very distinct individuals, even though it's father, son, and grandson. And therefore, there's a big difference between taking a kid up to be shechted in a and being the kid that's going to be shechted in a keda. It's That's just a different experience of God. Um, right? So when he talks to the Jewish people and he has to introduce them to the concept of God, the God of your fathers, he has to say that even though you're all slaves in Egypt and you have no sheiches with Yiddishkeit and you're and memtesh sharituma, which means you know all kinds of Egyptian ideas, and so it's inevitable that you're going to, um, what's the right word? It's inevitable. You're going to you filter what I tell you about God, even what you see about God, through your Egyptian ideas, which is, of course, what happened with the golden calf. Um, you know, let me put it this way. If you and I were in trouble today, we would not make a golden calf because the whole idea of golden calves is foreign to us. We live in America. Um, so you're going to experience it in different ways. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Because hiako each of your forefathers understood God in a different way, even though it's the same God, just the perception was different so three people see an object and each one sees it from their angle and it's the same object, but nevertheless they're going see it somewhat differently uh that's a heavy idea, but I like I say to go through all that kind of stuff, but I think you see what I'm saying, and I think that's that's a message that that speaks to a lot of us. Um, may I say, I'm just remembering now, if you look in the Medeshraba, if you look in the Medeshraba, Kol Hashem, you know, when they heard the Kolos on, on Har Sinai, which is the one time that God reveals himself to the Jewish people in whatever way that is understood. So, Kol I remember he said, like guess, this one heard this Kol, and that one heard that call, and the third one heard in the, the call in a third way, and you hear the call identically. That's what that means. That Hashem call Hashem bakoch, you know? That each one according to their madriga. So, you know, the Labavitcher heard it in the Lubavitch way, and the Sephardi heard it in the Sephardi way, and the she, Shevet Reuven and Shimon heard it in their way, and the Frey and Menazh heard it in their way. That's the way it has to be. Now, on the other hand, that's interesting at the Hamon Am level, but when he speaks in the next classic to the Jews, to the leaders. So what he says to them is, to get the leaders, and then present God in a single way." Elohe Avram Yitzig bi-ya-kob. doesn't say Elohe Avraham Elohe Yitzig vYaakov rather Elohe Avram Yitzig Yaakov. So in other words, just like God is experienced differently, there's also a side that God is experienced in a joint fashion. Otherwise, it becomes impossible to have a religion. Uh, What is the way that God is experienced in a joint fashion? Like I say, I'm not 100% sure at this moment sitting here, but I would throw it out as a suggestion through history. Meaning through through, uh, joint experiences when they crossed the Red Sea, let's see, or something like that, when they left Egypt, and however, they did it. So they saw, you know, the power of the... So I'm not sure if they saw the yellow gadol in the same way, but there's something along those lines, that there's an individualistic experience of God, but there's also a joint experience of God. In certain aspects, Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov understood God the same way. So, again, just off the top of my head, a Boreolum. Because it wouldn't be make any sense not a Boreolum. So, that's one of many things. So, Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov understood God as a Boreolum. A lot flows from being a Boreolum. That they had in common. On the other hand, how God manifests himself in everyday life and human affairs and Teva and all the rest of it, you could see that very differently. You understand? A person could say, Why did this guy have heart surgery? Another guy could say, Oh, he had heart surgery for this reason or that reason. You know, the interpretation. In other words, so you have, shall we say, that's what historians do. You try to get the facts. That's Elohei Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. And then to get the interpretation of the facts. Elohei Avraham Elohei Yitzchak Yaakov. Uh, so, just at the very beginning of the experience of the Jewish people in history, because remember, G- I think you know this—that it's like the Rambam says. By the time Moshe comes along, they were in bad shape uh, mentally and uh, religiously. You know, like we say, Memtashari told me. You know, they, the language—you know, the language of the Rambam—they forgot everything. That's a, I think he says something like, "It's a iker hagodol shachu," something like that. <laughs> they forgot the idea of one God. So imagine you have six hundred thousand Jews. Or more, actually, many more. And, you know, they believe in God, but according to them, God is a monkey or something like that. Or God is, you know, some idol, as they thought, who was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, you know, they, they were out of it. And Moshe had quite a job in his hands trying to get them back to square one. So, it is interesting to me that when he, in this pasuk, these two when he talks to the Hamonam, he talks about everybody experiencing God in a different way. When he talks to the intellectuals, he says, But on the other hand, with the Zikn Israel, there has to be also a common understanding of God in some respects. Correct? In some respects. The Rambam says you can't give any Toar to God, and of course he's right. So you can't even call God a Boreolim, because the concept of Boreolim was created by God. Okay. You know, without, for drinking your you a cup. And then... Um but still, we got to go with a Boreolum idea. That's something we all have to start with. Uh, you understand? No, Luke, you need certain concepts of LA Avram Yitzchak. I've uh, a little tired, so uh, I'm going to close it down over here and just say I hope and pray, and I thank everybody for their tefilos. That I'll get a little strength back and be able to get a little bit back more into the game. But meanwhile, as I said before, I wanted to share this part that just, I noticed when I was doing the Stein Mikra the other day and uh, expressed a hope and want to and reiterate my thanks to Ed Hoffman and to Ira Friedman and um, the trip in Israel, thank God I heard went well. I wasn't on it, obviously. My son ran it. And uh, I'll close it down and I wish you a good week.